Welcome to 69 Admins. For release on June 24th, this is the sixth episode. We are still a bit ahead of our planning syllabus. We'll be back on track in the next episode, though. Thankfully, this gives us still a chance to venture off and address current events. To start, I have to make mention of events in Russia. Yevgeny Prigozhin and the Wagner Group were making what is called a Thunder Run as they proceeded with a continuing set of raids on the road to Moscow as they returned from a rear area on the Ukrainian front. As far as can be seen from conflicting coverage, the oligarch claimed to be seeking justice after the Russian Defense Ministry shelled one of the Wagner Group's camps instead of hitting Ukrainian targets. Russian President Vladimir Putin has denounced Prigozhin and his men, called them traitors, and at the time of recording has been on the precipice of declaring martial law. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko is said to have negotiated a de-escalation to the situation to halt Wagner's advance on Moscow. You might be wondering why any of that matters in a podcast about streaming. The problem with the situation in Russia is that that whole country is an information vortex. There is no reliable information source inside Russia itself. There is only state-operated propaganda. Almost every media outlet in the country is controlled in one fashion or another by the government. For those who can remember the Second Gulf War, imagine every television channel and every radio station being under the effective control of Russia's version of Baghdad Bob. There are some media outlets functioning in exile from Russia, but their ability to have reporters on the ground is rather impaired at the moment. Internet blocks have gone up, and the online space itself in Russia is beginning to look like a battlefield. Frankly, nobody on the ground in Russia has any clue what is truly happening. There's what can be best termed a news vacuum. While tools like Owncast and Open Broadcaster exist to make your own renegade streaming television station, rapidly shifting situations are not times to be creating such things from scratch. By the time you got everything configured, the situation may well be resolved after all. As we were taught in emergency management school, the time to plan for an emergency is before the emergency, rather than making it up while the crisis is unfolding. Don't expect streams to be truly available out of Russia with stable information. Most audiovisual information seems to be snippets posted to the chat service Telegram at this point. Knowing what is true and what is false out of Russia right now is going to be pretty difficult. Trusted sources at the moment happen to be reporting from outlets like Deutsche Welle, France 24, and The Voice of America. So how does this apply in places like the American homeland? Well, we have our own news vacuums too. There are communities without daily newspapers, or with barely functioning newspapers, Add in an overly uniform radio environment where programming is centrally controlled to where it barely differs across radio stations, and then you have even less information reaching people. Add in the lack of priority to news in the television realm, 
and you get a very bad mess. The news vacuum seen in Russia can happen here in the American homeland in far too many places too. So how do we work past that? Well, you can make your own streaming station. The technology part is the simple part. And from there, you end up using Open Broadcaster for your broadcast automation platform so that you can stay operational 24-7. You end up using Owncast so that you have your own streaming platform so that you don't need to rely on Amazon's Twitch or Google's YouTube. You would end up having to rely on an outfit like Akamai for use of a content delivery network to provide transit access to your viewers. At a high level view, frankly, the tech is available and falls together fairly simply. The hard part comes down to licensing, compliance, paying people, and keeping the lights on. You can't just wander out to the corner discount store, pick up any old DVD from a bargain bin, and just air the programming on it. That violates copyright. You have to pay for copyright licenses for the programming so that the people who made the programming get paid. Heck, that's part of what the writer's strike is about. Nobody wants to pay anybody else at the moment for anything, really. True, you can create your own original programming, but that takes time, talent, effort, and quite importantly, cash on the barrel head. So from there, for a rural area, it is quite possible to avoid an information vacuum. It isn't easy, though. In some cases, setting up your own local streaming channel is not the right answer. After all, recent data from the Census Bureau shows many rural communities have more than a third of residents not using computers in their daily lives. Think about that. There are rural areas in the United States of America where over 33% of the residents in those areas don't use a computer at all. Planning, research, and consideration are needed to make things work well, especially in these times where the news is coming at you hard and fast. Our pick of the week this week is an on-demand program from Pluto TV. Flashpoint was a Canadian police procedural that had some wonderful quirkiness to it that followed a SWAT team around Toronto. Do you have the solution? The show explored what it took to find non-lethal solutions and crises that could spiral to lethal endings. There are five seasons available to watch, and I highly recommend the show. It also stars Amy Jo Johnson, so you know there is life after Power Rangers. Thank you for joining us. This program was produced in Ashtabula by Eerie Looking Productions. Be seeing you. Bye.